Welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, Laced with Morality. We are all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together make this a better world where light pierces through the darkness with the spoken and written word. I'm very excited about our guest today. She is a fellow writer, of course, um, but we've crossed paths in, in many different ways, haven't we, Patricia? Yes. <laughs> we, um, we've crossed paths with word weavers and um, Blue Ridge and, and all of that. And she's an artist like me. Um, and you just, yeah, you're going to learn so much about her. But I want you to welcome my, my sister, Patricia Tiffany Morris. Um, she sketches ideas in her sleep. And that's, that's when she finds time to sleep. Um, she's an eclectic creative with a geeky tech affinity and a poet with three names. Um, she's earned several awards in poetry, short fiction, children's um, uh, work and fiction, and including first for unpublished fiction at the Foundations Award at Blue Ridge. And you also placed in the finals for Crown Awards at ACFWVA in 2021. And this year you placed first for poetry with the National Federation of state poetry societies and third for okay i'm going to get this i'm going to work on this ekphrast <laughs> or ekphrastic poems with iowa poetry association publishing credits include the ekphrastic or ekphrastic review lyrical iowa guideposts and a series of journals including a collaboration with seven other poets in her creative writing journal and she adores pinterest and hashtags but finds twitter quirky welcome patricia thank you <laughs> thank you thank you yeah she you you are very um creative in fact i attended um the florida christian writers uh, uh writers conference and i was was sitting next to someone i'm like I recognize that artwork because you have a very distinctive look to your art, which oh, is thanks. the sign of an incredible artist. And I said, let me see that book. And, and it was, <laughs> I was being nosy, of course. And, uh, and she, she showed it to me. She's very gracious. And it was one of your uh, books. It was for the, specifically for that conference. So you do incredible conference um, books where people can take all kinds of notes. It's exactly what uh, writers need and I ended up buying one um, so thank you thank you thank you thank you for oh, um, very cool provide. yeah it's super cool um, so I'm happy that you're here with us today and if you could just tell tell us tell our listeners what your current role in the publishing industry is I would love that I um, read that question and um, that's quite uh, lovely and grandiose um, I suppose my role in the industry, even though it's fairly new, um, is probably as eclectic as I am. Um, yeah. I'm building that portfolio of art um, and writing experiences. And that publishing venture, I've got um, about uh, 10 to 24 different uh, titles. Some of them are the same with different art on the front, but they're creativity journals for writers or for creatives. And then I love to teach other people uh, when I learn something. It's just um, part of how God made me. I just love teaching them. So I've done some videos and some tutorials and one-on-one -on -one Zoom meetings with other authors, showing them how to set up um, 
download templates for the interior mm -hmm. for cover and then setting up an Amazon account. Another yeah. another role I love doing is I have this fascination with spreadsheets and I love sharing. Um, I've got an 18 page uh, scene story construction chart on my yeah. website, um, a 10 page contest opportunity listings. Just I just sort of gather stuff from other people and my searching and put it together and then character sketch spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm working on all these different genres, I'm gaining publishing credits in those different genres. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite new role this year is uh, to be the president facilitator of two different Word Weaver International Critique Groups. What? Um, I, I am uh, president of page 15, which is a kidlit children's literature focused critique group. Okay. And I'm president of a poetry group, page 46. And then- Because that's something <laughs> new, isn't it? The it is. is some, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, wow. it is. I've been asking, since I joined uh, Word Weavers, that was one genre that I wanted to get some more critique. And so that's been really, really an honor and, and just, I love it. Um, we're maxed out at seven members in my group, but I understand there's other groups that are, um, some have openings. Um, and then, okay, so a little overachiever. Um, I'm also a member of two other genre focus groups. So I'm in page wow. 29 and 17, uh, which is a general and another kidlet. You're um, running out of numbers. Wow. <laughs> I saw my name on the list. Yes. I'm a little, but I love, I love, I thrive on all that variety. Um, I see my role as an encourager and sometimes the teacher. Um, and I explore all these different apps and software and, and then just being able to spend time helping other authors with technology, I would get people saying you should charge for this. So at the urging of like the 20th person, I created a price list and um, used one of my favorite apps, the Affinity suite of apps to create a brochure. Um, yeah. Another role that I just, um, I'm just still um, in in awe that um, people would trust me, but I was able to uh, do some cover art for a couple different places. And um, Alyssa Hope Wagner um, hired me to do um, a cover for one of her books, and then I volunteered for another. Um, and I have I have a book cover design I think um, that's going to come out this week um, I recently graduated from an eight-week course called leverage mm. your art and okay. I have a book cover an imaginary book cover with a plot line for a new pride and prejudice um, storyline that weaves technology uh, through through the book it's oh. it's not written of course but it was a fun project and so they're featuring yeah. that on their on their um, social media all over the place. So that's going to oh, be fun. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And I remember you being so gracious to me because you spent quite a bit of time uh, showing me different things on, I think we met on Zoom and you yeah. were sharing your screen. Yeah. Um, showed me how to, um, oh gosh. you showed We me made some QR things. codes too. You made, yes. <laughs> and it's so cute. Uh -huh. I, and pe people are like, "Wow, you're so you're so high tech. How did you how did you do that? Because <laughs> it's not a it was not a regular QR code. It had it was it had a lot of flavor to it because it had my logo in it. It and your it colors. Had my colors, yeah. yeah. So uh, very generous 
and, and a great teacher. Um, Thank you. And so knowledgeable. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to get with your list. I have to see your list of services because I probably need them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what projects are you currently working on? Because you mentioned, you mentioned two, the one that you said um, yeah. after that course, leverage your art. And then that was one of the covers. And then another one for uh, Melissa Hope Wagner. Alyssa Hope Wagner. Yep. I, I'm, that one's finished. Um, and just got a couple awards for um, book cover design. So that was super exciting to get to. Wow. Um, okay. So one of the works I'm, I'm actually done with the work and the book is going to be launched next week mm -hmm. is author Sherry Dargan uh, has a split time fiction. It's mm. a series similar, you know, like what I'm planning to do with my uh, mystery fiction suspense series yeah. but she asked me if i'd create a map of her mm -hmm. fictional town and mm -hmm. even the collaboration and the the chatting about it and looking through her ideas and what's in her book um my background in architecture was like oh a map yay <laughs> so, so i yeah. created that and then we made a family tree uh genealogy tree of her characters and that'll be added to for each book you know depending on the new characters in the new series so that was very fun. Um, she, uh, I think the 9th and 10th of this month, she's releasing and it's called The Gift. Um, and then wow. I put that map on a fabric design. I opened up a Spoonflower shop. Uh, Spoonflower is a fabric company and I have about a hundred plus designs that I've uploaded that can be printed. Um, and it's my artwork and different patterns. and that map and some of my illustrations that I've put so you can buy a fabric panel and create a project for your home with some of the artwork that I've done and we put her map on um a, a, a uploaded her uh, that map and mm -hmm. she'd make tea towels or pillows or whatever with her author oh, fictional so map for her character that's incredible so will will that map be in her book too yeah 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 Oh wow! Okay, yeah. And she she can make that part of her swag by by doing tea towels and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever yeah. I put out there. Um, if she decides she wants cards, she just tells me, and I put it in a program, and then she can order them from that. So See, it's pretty cool. Amazing! This is amazing for for authors, you know, because we're always trying to think of ways yeah. that we can market our yeah our, our this is so good. So tell me about, because you just said a whole bunch of things that were like a, a different language to me um, <laughs> about this flower. Tell, what was that about? Okay, Spoon Flower, all one word, is um, a sales platform for fabric. And it's um, you know, like quilters will take and buy fabric. Well, there's designers of those patterns and prints mm -hmm. that submit their designs um, and there's lots of fabric companies and scrapbooking companies and all that will license or buy your artwork so they can have it printed on paper or fabric. And they're what? called surface pattern designers. Yeah, oh. it's very, very cool. Okay. And so you, so you are a surface pattern designer then. So, so I jumped into that title just because of the class. And that okay. was something I had never considered before. That was one of my um, action mm. steps or whatever for that class. Mm. And then I'm working on a greeting cards and journal cover, just the 
the outside uh, artwork on products mm. that's going to go live probably too late for Christmas, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. But that's like a uh, print on demand with Printful. And, um, okay. So that'll be, that's my project this week is to see if I can get that set up. Okay. Well, there's always Valentine's Day. Yes. I, and mm. I've pulled together um, some of the Valentine's hearts things that I think that's going to be more and then I'll get ready for a little bit ahead of the game hopefully for next year mm -hmm. um, wow. another project I'm working on is for a non-fiction title it's an author that wrote um, a, t a book that I'm not sure when her launch is okay. uh, and I don't know whether she wants me to, to say her name right now if she's, she's still in the um, production phase but uh, she hired me to do 10 or 11 interior illustrations for each wow. of the chapters and then the cover art so I'm finalizing the last uh, there's one illustration that um, is just a little bit uh, more challenging for me um, and so we're, we're spending time on zoom back and forth um, chatting about what each of them are and that's been an amazing experience I love that so is that a freehand is it freehand or, or do you use it is it a graphic graphically designed image it's it's freehand in the sense that it's me drawing it but I'm using um, procreate app in my iPad pro so it's a digital art okay um, so I can put things in layers which just mm -hmm. means if you can imagine a piece of paper with another paper on top like tracing paper and another mm -hmm. paper on top that's like uh, see-through, you've got all these layers of elements and you can mm -hmm. move them around. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not, uh, it's, it's non-destructive. So if she says, oh, I don't like that. Can you change the color or let's get rid of that element? It's just get rid of a layer rather than starting the project over. Okay. So it's extremely fun to, to work mm -hmm. with the digital art. Cause you've jumped right into that. Cause I remember, I mean, I missed it. Cause I was like, mm, maybe I should have bought some because I, I actually teach I teach art but it's not digital it's you know oils and pastels and acrylics is, which is yeah is so practical and you were you were you were selling so so much of your your art material because you were going full-fledged into this yeah whole arena yeah so wow yes. and look how it's paid off so yeah so this is the first year I've actually made a profit um after four years um so it's, wow. it's pretty exciting yeah okay i figured i needed to fund my writing habit <laughs> so i could <laughs> go to conferences and i wasn't going to do that with writing right away but art seems it seemed to anyway that's good oh, oh i love it so well, you want to hear five other projects <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them to us. Okay, so I'm collecting, uh, I've written quite a few poems um, for uh, the National Federation of State Poetry Societies. They allow you, if you're a member of any state poetry organization, if you write poetry or want to write poetry, you join your state group for very little money. My state is $8 a year. Ooh. And then I'm eligible for $10 to enter up to 50 poems. So I'm collecting and finalizing and getting my poems ready, I have till February. And wow. then I can enter that many for $10. It's amazing. Okay. Um, NaNoWriMo, anybody who writes probably has heard of this, is National Novel Writing Month. 
yeah. um, affectionately known as NaNoWriMo or Nano. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I made another spreadsheet word tracker. And my goal is to write the end for that first novel in the four-part series. Lord Ooh. willing, I'll get that first one done. Um, and I've had a, a couple of requests for proposals for a very long time. So I really need to get that done. Wow. Um, and then I'm waiting on results for a couple contests. Um, and I plan to do for the um, theme of forgiveness in the like the overarching theme for the whole series. I'm reading a psalm a day for the next couple months and then doing a little sketch. And I've always mm-hmm. wanted to create a coloring book from psalms. So I thought Aww. maybe I could combine it with the themes of the fiction book as well as doing the psalms. Um, so wow. that's another. But um, yeah, I probably overextend myself. And, and you know, writing bullet journals, I do the traditional bullet journal right now until I figure out the digital version of it. You just yeah. put up an arrow and move it to the next month or the next week. <laughs> so, I got a lot of arrows in my bullet journal, but. Uh, oh, wow. So, so let me ask you, um, do you remember the book? It, you had won something, you had won at a Blue Ridge for this. It was, um, Potem- is it Potemkin Mass? How do, how do you say that? Yes, Potemkin? that is correct. That is correct. Okay. okay. So are you, are you going to make that a full-fledged book? That is, um, yes, I wrote an article or kind of an article essay kind of thing with that theme, and that was published. I wrote a poem, uh, and that was third last year for, or honorable mention or something, uh, last year for a contest. And then, and then I have um, three other titles Um for that series, but that's the book I hope to finish this okay. this uh, okay. this month. Okay, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, that, yeah. Wow. So, this can you discuss your journey as a writer, networker, and industry professional in a nutshell? Just describe how you manage some of your obligations in the publishing industry, and and you've already yeah. given us quite a bit. But but if you've left anything out, just share it with us. So I looked at that and I thought it's probably a maybe a two-part question so the first one about my journey I uh, drew from poetry early in high school and had a really excellent creative writing teacher that encouraged me Um, my art affinity throughout college um, I started out in engineering because I have a strong math uh, science background Mm -hmm. but um, architecture blended the art and the science real nicely so I have two degrees in architecture I came three credits short of a minor in dance and choreography. Wow. And I, I was part of theater groups and the dance team or whatever at Iowa State University did um, choreography and, and some of the barche is what it was called through um, yeah. Iowa State. And then I've written plays for church, um, theater set design, all that kind of stuff. So all of those type of things um, helped through Um, And in the middle of that, um, after I had a job for a few years in the architectural field, um, I married and had a biological daughter, raised her, um, home educated her, and then we adopted four other children from Haiti. So after that long break and when my husband retired, then that in 2019 when I started, or 2018, um, and I had a super um, encouraging girlfriend who said 
this is this is very good. I'd like you to, you should pursue this. And so I did. And mm. I'm not sure what I was going to do after the kids um, left the home. Yeah. Um, my husband's retired and he's doing a lot of the cooking and taking care of the house. So I had all that great time. So that that was how I dove into the writing wow. field. Um, I took my first conference was Asheville Christian Writers and I started meeting um, Bob Hostetler and mm-hmm. Andrea Merrill were two of my first uh, critiques of yeah. something I brought and that was the start of that novel and then just continued to meet people through Blue Ridge was the next one in May yeah. and my husband joined me which was very cool um, and he also writes poetry so I've seen my journey with him now we're looking at each other's poetry and and it's been really fun in in this life stage wow um, so managing obligations in the publishing industry I've always had these multiple disciplines and um, I believe that when God took hold of my life in college and I came to understand his mercy and grace, that Mm -hmm. my pursuits took on a different dimension instead of trying to just uh, immerse myself into the arts or whatever I was working on, Mm -hmm. that I would then think, how could I please him with this? What purpose would this be? And I think that's what helped me when I became a full-time mom instead of um, in the field. And I would still Mm -hmm. get people um, that would say, why did you give that all, you know, why did you give that all up, that kind of stuff. Right, right. And I still struggle with doubts and lack of confidence, but managing a lot of different obligations seems to give me a little more creative space to plan, to pray, to move in different directions as the Lord leads and not get stuck in one. Um, if, If I'm not, feeling the inspiration or or have any idea what I'm writing in one project I just switch to a new project and and um so Mm -hmm. I've got the freedom to manage my schedule and as a business I can fill the calendar with different projects and set my own deadlines um, especially Mm -hmm. with my husband supporting yeah um so it's pretty cool and I love working in the nighttime but at my age I'm I'm needing to set a little more regular hours. So if anyone's yeah. listening, if you think of me, pray for me that I can sort of get that managed because I've always worked best in the middle of the night when it's real quiet. And I've always been able to deal with very, very little sleep, but there's too much research on um, dementia and some other things for not sleeping regular times yeah. and such. Yeah. So, Yeah. But, to, uh, you know, some of the... some creative types they just some some of them have strange hours i i yeah i was interviewing yeah a very, he's a really successful author and runs a publishing company and he just does a lot of things and 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 um he he told he told me he gets by on like three hours of sleep that he's his mind is so busy that he, yeah. you know he can't wait to get to the next thing but you're right in in, so, in in taking care of yourself and you know who talks a lot about that is Edie Melson. She yeah. she she does a good job of of you know letting authors know that they really have to take care of themselves. She talks about it as soul care. So it is. We have to manage how we sleep, what we eat, exercise and all that good stuff and definitely take care of ourselves spiritually. Like yeah, you mentioned absolutely. earlier. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, what advice can you share with our author community regarding marketing and building platform? So one of the one of the things that I think Edie is one that talks a lot about this as well, um, and. I, I hear different people talking about this and everybody has their own um, sort of way or the thought of, oh, I have a book coming out now I need to market and, you know, do all that. Well, I think the best advice is finding a community and making friends with different people in the writing business and even yeah. with your church, whatever, and just keeping those friendships and those communications open because I'm mm-hmm. certain that um, other guests are like way more qualified than me on the marketing, but ideas are endless and mm-hmm. brainstorming lists and different ways that are unique to your book's theme, like the fictional map, you know, that that was, you know, her story and she's created this world. And so why not create a visual for that, right. that alone? Now she can share that rather than just, here's my book. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to just, uh, Okay, so a virtual trip to your book's location. So I'm thinking right even now, what else can you do? Just what other things that would relate to your book that would be interesting? I know a lot of people share, oh, like famous actors that they want to play their characters and things like that. But Mm -hmm. there's copyright issues. So this is the coolest website. It's called Uh boardhumans.com. And it is... It's got so many different um, programs and it's AI or artificial intelligence that mm-hmm. that can create um, songs and song lyrics. You just yeah. put different things. You can have it create a face for your character yeah. um, that n- there's no person, there's no real person, but there's an artificial intelligence face and you can just go through and keep and generate them until you find, oh, that, that could be my character. And then... Um, it turns words into art, you know, like, so you put a little poem or whatever, and it makes what it thinks represents that, like the reverse of ecrastic um, oh. art. Wait, is, can you tell me that's, bo- is it bored as in bored as in B-O-R-E-D? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Boredhumans.com. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to, fu- I can't wait to look this thing up. So every author, you know, if you want to have build your platform and market, you know, create, you know, something that's unusual like that. And they have create a town, create, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. I don't know, about 30 different uh, software um, applications uh, for different creative whatever. And just using that as an inspiration for your character. It's a face no one has ever seen before. And um boardhumans.com i just thought that was really good and something like that that's unusual that you can give a visual when you share on social media would help i think would help build your platform and market your work as a little bit unique from just the typical here's my book yeah so anyway that is that is good because yeah, many of us are like that. We 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 see it so plainly. Like I, well, I'm an artist, so I actually yeah. drew my main character. So I'm like, no one can sue me over that one. <laughs> That's <know>? so cool. <laughs> and, yeah. But then I I created a whole board of each character, and I cut out pictures of magazines. And of course, I you know I'm yeah. cheesy because some of them are definitely stars and all of that. 
Um, I couldn't use it, ever use it to promote my book, but this program could definitely yeah. help us to market. Yeah. Oh, well, I, love that. I, I do too. And just the whole idea of there's, there's, um, I want to say a theme that you're weaving through whatever, um, work you're doing, whether it's nonfiction or fiction. And taking that theme and turning it into something that connects with people yeah. on a different level than just the words has um, mm-hmm. got to be some sort of boost. Um, anyway, mm. I think it's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out. So people, it's boardhumans.com. <laughs> B-O-R-E-D, human. Or hire me. Hire me to brainstorm with you. <laughs> That's shameless. That's the part of building and marketing that I really hate. And I can joke right now, but, but that's the part that I, I find very, very difficult is here. And I've always done that at craft shows when I did wholesale gift mart, um, where I brought my catalog and my products, people would say, Oh, I'd love this. I want to, yep. I would buy this. I had Hallmark stores buy in. I had the best pro shop that purchased, but if, if it was dependent on me to go out there and talk about my stuff, my, yeah, my sister goes to shows and tells people about me. I just said, I would, that is so crazy because that's such imposter syndrome because you are such a talented, accomplished person. But you know, it's not that I don't think my work is valuable. It's not that I don't think what I make is interesting or or I wouldn't be making it. But it's, it's like when I go shopping, I have the mindset, I do not want a sales clerk coming up to me and asking if I want help. I will go ask them if I need help. And it's that constant, you know, like I I feel like people are intelligent. They can decide whether they want to buy it or not just by its face value. And so for me to come up and try to sell it just feels like I'm bothering them. Yeah. And it's not well, really like imposter, like I don't feel like I'm good enough. I feel like I want to respect people to make their own decisions. And if yeah. they want to buy my book, they're going to, you know, they can choose. And yeah. that probably is the wrong way to, to market. <laughs> but, but yeah, go to yeah. boardhumans.com and find some <laughs> some visuals if you're not creative, already, artsy yourself. And it's a part of it's a part of a writer because you're not built to do everything right um there yeah so this so the you you know there are people who can help you do do those kinds of things we're not built to do everything Mm -hmm. so um you know you can have people like me um cheerlead you and tell people to buy your stuff yes (laughs) you know exactly and and you won't feel bad but and also to add Oh, sorry. Also to add to that is you have to spend money Uh to to make money. And it's really hard to jump. That's probably why I went into the art area to see if I could sell that to help me with this. So I didn't have to uh, spend a lot of money, but I finally just spent a huge amount of money on that leverage your art course. And I I just don't regret it at all. It was probably one of the best investments. I've probably got enough project idea inspiration tools to learn for years Um, and um, Mm. yeah just whatever like like you said hiring you for the marketing and to share with people and however um, social media 
um, building, creating templates in Canva, all that stuff. You know, you can find people that that do that. Mm -hmm. so. So, so what about encouragement? Because just like we talk about the marketing, now that's an area where we can get discouraged. You know, I because I joke about being able to, I joke about being able to um, hype you up, but then it might be di more difficult yeah. for me to talk about myself. So can you offer encouragement about common author struggles such as rejection, isolation, and marketing? Yeah, um, like tongue in cheek, keep your tissue box handy <laughs> and um, turn off the camera. <laughs> um, and start a file of rejections like a scrapbook you know this yeah. is your badge of you know look at how many places you submitted to right. and always looking at those kind of things for rejection really really helpful um isolation um i think it's just really valuable i started a new relationship with a another writer and we're meeting and critiquing each other's work and that helps with the isolation sort of factor you're getting out of your writing and mm -hmm. into somebody else's and they're looking at yours so when you talk uh, about starting a new project you know find a friend or or even just look on social media and if you find somebody that's all upbeat and encouraging and you like the way they comment on other people's posts mm -hmm. um, just approach them and see if they wouldn't mind just meeting in zoom for a cup of coffee or something mm -hmm. um just having those friendships is so important um mm -hmm. messaging somebody and saying hey i haven't talked to you in a long time do you want to do you want to meet in zoom and and mm -hmm. we've got a lot of people local most often yeah. but you know connecting with people outside of our general geographical area mm -hmm. and exactly even right even though uh, COVID sort of sent the world into Zoom, um, mm -hmm. for me, it opened up more opportunities than I could ever, ever imagine. Mm -hmm. um, and it kept me healthier, not being around people that were sneezing and not yeah. washing their hands. <laughs> so um, with my immune system that is low to begin with, but yeah. overacts, when I get um, cold or whatever, mm -hmm. it's a really delicate balance. I kind of have hidden out a little bit. Yeah. So finding some connections, even through Zoom, has been super um, beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Another thing, you know, you've got um, the ability with platforms like Slack, S-L-A-C-K, to develop and Discord and some other places. Mm to develop your little um like support groups um, okay. out, outside of facebook mm -hmm. doing some things like that would be really really helpful and it, i think for um, the word weaver um, poetry group we're kind of gravitating toward um meeting or connecting for other things and yeah. and uh, those are some platforms so slack and um, Discord was um, more of a gamer platform, but there okay. are some writers going on there. I find that a little more cumbersome. Um, mm -hmm. Slack is a little easier. Once you get in there, you see that hashtags are really little rooms, like Facebook mm. rooms. But okay. but you get message notifications just like you do with Messenger. Um, yeah. And there's probably a dozen other 
um, places I've uh, experimented with, but um, let's see what Slack and Discord. Okay. Mm. And I think like Serious Writer uses Discord. Maybe they do still. Okay. Um, I have uh, lost my password. I've got to go and find, <laughs> reset it to get back <laughs> in there. But um, I use Slack with a couple other groups, um, and it's like it's like little rooms and little mm. communities, and that's pretty awesome. Mm. Okay. So what so. Oh, yeah. so, I'm sorry. so I was going to the, the bit of the challenge in marketing. Um, we talked a little bit about that. Um, I think we should all get together and design a new platform instead of Amazon and see about getting creative with um, how we can help each other. And I know there are these sort of small groups with genres. So something like that would be really interesting to see if they're outside of Facebook, because there are a lot of Facebook groups, but don't you just spin in circles when you're trying to go find your groups? Yeah. You, you know but, what that is? Hmm. I don't know. Facebook, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Facebook is doing this really strange. I'll be commenting as my profile, my Facebook mm. profile. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm in my page, my author mm. page. And mm. I think, wait, I didn't go there. Well, they move you there if you, I, again, I don't really know why, but you get moved around um, and then you have to spin back and take three clicks to get back to your profile. So uh, groups um, that you're in, I'm in like a hundred different groups and they can't possibly send you a message, a notification for every single group. So mm -hmm. I miss, I miss a lot of things. So I need to get out of some of those groups and just be in the ones that I want to get a message or so okay. but mm. anyway so mm. that for marketing using some of the groups to help market every group has a not every group many many groups have a day of the week where they mm -hmm. have one post where you can share your challenges your promotions your mm, projects Mm -hmm. And if you make a list of like, say Tuesday, this group does their marketing um, or sharing post Friday afternoon, this group does. And if you mm -hmm. can go to those groups instead of depending on Facebook to tell you that you got messages and know when each group. So every day of the week, one group or another that I'm in has a sharing post. And if mm -hmm. I just purpose to go to that Facebook group, that's a really good marketing tool mm -hmm. to get people to sign up for your newsletter if they've never seen you mm -hmm. but the key is you've also got to be there and be present and comment on other posts mm -hmm. you just go in just for the sharing post it's kind of like where where's your network of friends and yeah and all kind of thing but that's another way to beat the isolation challenges and and the marketing opportunities are there you just mm -hmm. have to have a calendar where you remember Friday is this group. Okay. Tuesday is this group. Yeah. So, the, so what what would be one method to help all of that keep focused and organized when you're dealing with all those projects? I like to. I really, really like to make spreadsheets or um, charts, and okay. for me that helps a lot. And I I use my bullet journal tremendously. I work better with visual reminders. So sometimes okay. I'll put a calendar up on the wall. Sometimes, um, let's say I have a bullet journal that, you know, if I could open it to the page for the day. But if I take 
the time before a project or task. Refer to my bullet journal, do either a brainstorming or a brain dump, and they're a little different. Um, and then organize things that are floating around in my brain um, and create headlines when I think, oh, here my website, I need to do this, this, and this. Instead of letting it just go in and out of my memory, I will take that and, and drop it in as a category or something I need to work on. And it okay. doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter which day, but um, if it's there and I'm thinking about it, it's probably going to go spinning around in there a few more times while I'm supposed to be focused on writing or artwork or whatever. So I'll write it down in my bullet journal and then I can go back to it when I when I go back to my calendar, my planner, and I can look, oh yeah, yeah, those three things need to be done on my website and then I can schedule them later. Mm-hmm. Um, that okay. helps me stay focused and, and kind of organize different projects as they come up. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is have a whole nother column of ideas that come into your head that you know it's not really a project it's not really a task but it's an idea wouldn't it be neat if I could put scripture along the kitchen wall and this is the scripture I'm thinking of that would be so cool but I can't stop and do it right then but it's an idea that might help um, focus my mind on spiritual things every time I walk through the kitchen whatever Mm-hmm. And then those inspirational ideas or whatever. Um, and then anything that doesn't have to do with your current project. Um, mm-hmm. I used to keep a notebook by my bed and I'd write down all the things rattling in my brain. Otherwise, sometimes I couldn't get sleep. Right. Um, and the same goes for productivity. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time to do a bullet journal. I don't have time to keep track of all those ideas. I beg to differ. I think we keep track of those random ideas and get those worries out of our mind onto paper or computer helps clean out the clutter and helps us focus on the project at hand Mm. so so then those things that randomly pop in your head or whatever when you're trying to focus on a project you can just delegate them to another place and then you're not worried about I might forget them they're Mm. they're there Mm-hmm. And so that helps me focus and, and stay a little more organized. Mm, so cur- curiously, I'm writing split time fiction in many ways. I think that mirrors the way we split our time between whatever pursuits like writing or drawing or illustrating. We're, we're learning to take two or more tracks of either time or um, projects in the home or writing projects. And we're learning to sort of manage them on a some bigger calendar. And hmm. um, yeah, I like bullet journaling. Okay, wow. Well, now that we're winding down and coming to the end of our time, I do like to close out with this question and ask authors, why do you recommend lacing books and platforms with more moral messages? Mm, I love this question too. I think of this as a problem to solve throughout all of our work, whether it's novel or poetry or children's story, not that every work needs to have a spiritual message, but at the same time, what are we hoping to share with our readers? Um, What are clever ways we can weave themes through different motifs, different objects placed as clues like in our mystery 
or different ways we can teach moral lessons like the fables um, in in the bigger picture and so using elements of rain and storm for difficult times are kind of the cliche um, mm -hmm. but talking about how our choices or our characters choices help them rise above their different circumstances because we have those same choices we have similar circumstances and if we can help our characters choose what's right and noble and good and like in philippians it, there are so many scripture verses that talk about character traits to emulate but they yeah. all point to christ and the whole idea of having a character struggle with making a right choice or choosing to have the bad character the evil character choose badly and go against words of truth you want to mm -hmm. let them suffer consequences right. but above all making sure readers know that morality without jesus is like wading through this flood not knowing if waters will rise or fall and mm -hmm. having that compass come from the word of god mm -hmm. him, itself that's yeah. the greatest anchor we can give readers not just morality um have you ever seen the movie time changer i don't remember Time Changer is a classic from the, I think it's the 80s, mm -hmm. and great characters. I mean, you recognize some of the actors, um, but it's the idea of you shouldn't steal. And this little kid at the beginning of the movie says, why? And it caught the character off guard. Well, because Jesus says don't steal. Who's Jesus? And the the he goes back in time to see i love time i love time travel movies too he goes back in time to see where when the idea of morality was separated from christ and mm. when it just became why you know what who said who said it's wrong to steal they don't even know the scriptures they don't know why it's wrong so why be moral and that's mm -hmm. the biggest challenge I think we have as writers is to make sure that we're pointing the morality, the messages mm -hmm. of um, good character and, um, and all pointing it back to Jesus. Hmm. Good answer. Well, are, are there any author news or events you'd like to update our listeners about? And also how can our writing community stay in touch? Um, okay, so the best place to follow me or um, find me is probably at my website, and it's it's my name, patriciatiffanymorris.com right now. I'm creating um, a separate uh, platform for the art and one for the writing. So I've got a WordPress site I'm working on. But for right now, patriciatiffanymorris.com, and then you'll get notifications about um, two or three things. One is the Slack app workspace. If that's interesting to you, I'm going to announce that next year. Mm -hmm. um, on Facebook, uh, I think we already talked about that. Um, I love meeting with other authors on various platforms, but Instagram lately has gone really weird. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not getting the connections or the comments as, like I used to, um, mm -hmm. but I'm there. And it's Patricia mm -hmm. Tiffany Morris for the art and Patricia Tiffany Morris writer for the mm -hmm. writing account. So I have two. Well, actually, okay. like three accounts in Instagram. And then I recently lost access to Pinterest. I had like one million monthly views um, for almost a year and a half. And I must have violated one of their rules of posting 
with with my new um, Spoonflower account. So they blocked me and I've been working with them for three weeks. So if you ever find my account still there. So whenever I get back in, I love that platform. Yeah. Um, You're a rock star I, on that platform. <laughs> I, you know, Pinterest, if you are not on Pinterest as an author and you think, oh, well, I don't collect pictures of quilting or whatever, you, you're kind of missing the point. It's a search engine. It's like Google, but it's a visual search engine. And what you do is you post the photo of your blog post on Pinterest and, and create several different photo images, memes, whatever, to get people to come to your blog, to get people okay. to come to your store or your interview or your article or your podcast. And when people start sharing your link, you're going to get more people coming to your outside links because it's a okay. search engine. It's not really a social media platform at all. Um, so Pinterest would be the one platform I would suggest setting it up, um, creating about 30, 40 pins per board. And they've done away with hashtags on Pinterest now, so you don't have to mess with that. But um, mm -hmm. it is really... Anyway, so my, my website, trishtiffanymorris.com, and you can sign up there. And I've got a lot of those free, the, those resources I mentioned, the spreadsheets are there for subscribers in, the, in a password protected library. Wow. Well, hopefully you get back into Pinterest and yes. we can connect with you on there. Cause she, when I say she's a rock star, you know, she really is. And so I'm sure that they will, they will reestablish that, but it has been a pleasure to hang out with, with you, Patricia, you've Thank taught you. us so much. Um, you taught us a whole lot about the different platforms we can access to help us market ourselves and to connect with other writers. And so we are grateful that you came to hang out with us. We hope that this Thank is you. not a one-time thing, that you'll be back. You know, Thank do you. you have any do you have any parting words for our listeners? Um, don't be afraid to write or comment or message an author that you're that you like their work. A lot of the the authors I have heard that, you know, when they their books get out there and their name becomes a little more famous maybe that's a little bit of hesitancy on our part to think you know they're so willing most of them to offer advice or to connect or to um engage with other authors and and readers so don't be afraid to to reach out and just comment whether it's in messenger or um just comment on their posts as you see them. Yeah. And uh, also listeners, let's not forget to pierce through the darkness with the spoken and mm. written word. Amen. <laughs>